Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. Calm down. Never come here again. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Folks, do you hear what's going on in the background here? I don't care. Could this be our most rambunctious guest ever? Could this be the unruly, the unbabysittable, the un uh, controllable? Could it be? Could it? Could it? It is. After after how many of these? This is is. the one. This is the one that we're gonna have to call security. I want to talk to Sean. Oh, the security is outside. I want to talk to Sean, not you. Is this the one? Just the one we're gonna have Sean, to call. Sean, how's everything? He knows who call the most the, important person call in the this room. Sean, Sean, you want the cops? Number. Call the cops. We need. He's just kissing up because he knows I control the mics. Yeah, so. we're gonna shut hey, you down. I'm, no, the, re- I'm the CEO of mic controlling, pal. Listen, not you. Before yes. we even begin, tough guy. Even though we started, this is a WNEP related podcast. You're gonna keep it. Don't G-rated. threaten me, pal. You're gonna keep Don't it. Don't threaten. G- hey, let me tell you. Erase. <laughs> first of all, Sean, delete all the podcasts before this because they were real stiffs. And anybody you got coming up, cancel the people you got coming up. This is gonna run until 2023, probably August, late summer. No, I'm serious. How do we get a job here? I'm, I'm waiting for Mike Morkavich, my good friend. Listen, I'm waiting for him to retire. Names. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him as a bunch of his fake names. Let me go through them. There's Shadow Steel. There's Rusty Fender. But I know him as a guy named Dale. Absolutely. And, and we know each other 25 years. Right now. When you were at Carbondale area, I knew you since back then. <laughs> Why do you know so much about me, creep? I'm, I'm stalking you. <laughs> I looked in your windows last night. No, let's begin with um, the real name. Do we want to say Dale what? Sure, just... Dale Mikulajic is my real name. Whoa. Yes. Slavic. Lithuanian, German, and Irish. Yes. So we are true Eastern European brothers. We are, as a matter of fact, with Snedeker. Do yeah. you smell my Hall's mentholiptus on is my Is that what it was? I thought it was my deodorant. No, wasn't I got working. one for you if you want. Oh, That's thank you on. very you much. Go. I don't really uh, partake of any drugs, illegal <laughs> or otherwise, being I had to sign in with the badge here. But uh, So yeah. Dale... Born in the year, or do you want to say? I yes, don't know. This 1956. Is, 56. Yes. You got a solid 10 years on me. I do. I hope I look as good as you in 10 years, my friend. Oh, I hope so. It looks like you're not going that way, but <laughs> nonetheless. No, no, no offense, but I mean, you know, life has been cruel to you, Joe, but All I'm right, just born, trying born, to tell you. Born where? Lackawanna County uh, guy? Born in Pittston Hospital. Are you ready for this? Now, this, this is fodder for a great joke. My mother said, I'm an only child. My mother, Lucille, who was a school teacher all her life, said, I was born in the worst storm in the, it was like Elevating Frankenstein into the night. The power went out at Pittston Hospital well, on the well, night of July 26th. July 26th, so 1956. Like yes, there was no emergency power back then, even at Pittston Hospital. The lights went out for a while. The worst electrical storm in the history. And I was born out of that electrical storm. I, I was raised like Bella Lugosi and <laughs> Boris Karloff into this lightning storm, Joe. He heard, take another look at this cop. So here's this woman on her back. The moment of her life, giving birth to a well, child. I don't know about the, the moment of her life. The, the Sean, cut that out. The electricity cut that point is out. flickering. Uh, th- the, candle, the candles are going out. They're there's dimming. The arcs are shooting from yes. the oscilloscope. Yeah. Yes, the Jacob's Ladder yes. is not arcing. And Correct. here comes you. This this head, this body, this bubble of goo emerge onto planet Earth. Bubble of goo. I kind of like that. 
brothers, oh sisters at the time? Or are you the only None. One? I'm the only child. Are yeah. you serious? My folks married late in life. They had me at like age 39, which in the 50s was very dangerous. Now you have kids into your 60s and 70s. But back then, <laughs> and when they looked at me, they said, how could we procreate after this? After, after this. this bubble of goo came gooing out. How could we How could we follow this act? I know it with a shovel. But how? If, how I, could we, yes. if I met your mom or dad, would yes. they be as like vibrant, unique, bizarre as you? Yeah, my mother was a, my mother was a, an on, an on, a really on person. She was OCDA, much like myself. My mother. Oh, you admit that? You'd yeah, be- oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it makes me do my four jobs that I have all the time. It makes me work 20 hours a day, seven days a week. It makes me commute every day to New York City, five hours of driving a day and a 10 hour shift at least. It, I would not be as regimented uh, if I did not, if I was not OCDA. And I'm not one of these people that there are very What's varied. What's A versus B? I don't well, know. Well, there's many variations. Like That's a the, spectrum. Like the B, yeah, the B are the ones that have to count telephone poles and have to go around the block if they don't come out odd or even. A well, is, well, is kind of do, I kind of do those too. But but nonetheless, A is the one where everything has to be specifically, specifically and precisely in its place. Oh. And it makes oh. me function a lot better. My, my mom was so such a clean freak as I am too. I can't believe, first of all, I shook your hand, but I'll have to sterilize that later. Nonetheless, I, I don't shake anyone's hand. It's a latex it's, hand. So don't it is, worry. That's, that's okay. Mine was a latex finger that she shook. <laughs> but you know what the deal was? My mom, when she was leaving for school at 7 o'clock in the morning, my father was already gone. My father was the vice president, of regional vice president of all the A&P supermarkets in the, in the area. She was Whoa, in charge. There's of the, a bite of local yes, history well, right you know there. What? He was in charge. He started as a bag boy in the 40s, worked his way up to the store managing, and then uh, became the regional vice president of what was then the Scranton division between Allentown and Binghamton. This was the Scranton division, and it went from Penn State to uh, to uh, Mount Pocono, and of course A and P supermarkets, which went out of business about four years ago. You know all these old companies like Sears, which is in trouble, and J C Penney. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they all follow the same route because they don't keep uh, hip. But but A and P was called the Walmart before Walmart. They made all their own products. They had over fifty thousand stores at the height of their success back in the nineteen fifties. Fifty thousand stores. Just think, McDonald's is one of the so world's 50, largest. So fifty thousand national. 50,000 national. Where was it? Where was it? Was it Cal- a Northeastern thing? It was or no? the Great Atlantic and Pacific Tea Company, coast to coast. That's what national. ANP stands A&P. for. A&P. Already the we're great, learning. Exactly. But l- listen, when, when, they, when they went out, it was the same thing. They got too big too soon. Other companies came in that were non-union. I worked for them. It was my, 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 my second job Bag in high school. No, I was, a, I was a cashier, and then I ran their frozen food department, which is why I still never wear a coat in the wintertime because I love it cold. <laughs> Can't get cold enough for me. If they put me in a refrigerated slab in the morgue, I would get up in the morning and say, man, oh man, is it warm in here? Did the air conditioning break down? What do you mean Too much frozen foods? Like, I like, ran the frozen food department. Like, what does that mean? I like ordered the all meats, the, the pierogi? Yeah. No, what? no, the frozen foods. The ice cream, the the, uh, the pepperidge farm cakes, the Sara Lee cakes, the what vegetables. What about frozen the, peas? That's frozen, frozen peas from the Green Giant. I used to order those and Del Monte. I had everything. I had everything. Well, A&P. we jumped from birth to already well, working tell, at A&P. I'm, well, I'm telling you, I had, I had to talk about my father. But your dad, so he was what, well, he, he was, was the manager? He was, well, he was the regional VP he became, but he managed he like all man? the stores. He, well, he managed all the stores in this area at one time. College but, educated. Yes, yes, in Cornell. But the thing was is that he's one of those guys that had one job. For the 48 years he was alive. Oh, doesn't one of those happen guys. anymore much. No, because, you know, now, again, if he was working now, he 
probably, you know, because A&P no longer exists. And, uh, you know, it was the Walmart of Walmart. They made all their own products. The 40, just think, McDonald's is one of the large, largest corporations in the world. They have 40,000. A&P had 50,000 supermarkets coast to coast. You, you can never replicate that type of Fortune 100 company in this day and age once again. You know, you have the Walmarts and the Amazons, and they're a little but bit wait, different. Russ, yes. here's the deal. Because you already admitted OCDA. Yes. How am I now going to keep you on this road I call you the can't. arc of your life? You can't. Because you already took it off no, the road. I take, We're I take. on some dirt well, wait, road. Wait, I want to get back to We're what I want. running into a no, tree. we got to get okay. back on the road. I'll get back on the road. Let me just say this. Well, I wanted to make this point about my mom. My father left for work early. My mom left a little later to teach school. And what happened was she would have to vacuum the living room rug to the door, stand outside, and then leave the rug and leave the vacuum cleaner plugged in no, so there so wouldn't be wouldn't footprints go. in the wall-to-wall carpeting this when she arrived sh- at home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This is true. That's every great. Day, like what, every I think day that's, I wanted to this? emulate her. I still carry a Hoover vacuum in my car. I wanted to emulate her or a Bissell. If it's I true. go into your car right now, there's going to be a vacuum cleaner. Don't joke. No, there's not in this okay, one because they just got the car no, back. This is no. a true story from It is your a true youth? story, yes. So she yes. would... So she, oh, the house was in its place. Gene. Absolutely. Did there she is. drive the old man crazy? Tell the truth. My father was a very clean guy. My mother was two hours early for anything. <laughs> and I more or less follow her pattern. My father, if my father said he'd be there at 12 noon, he was there at 12 noon. Not a minute early. But not a minute late. If my mother said 12 noon, she'd be there at 1030 in the morning sitting in the car waiting. And I think that that's an admirable thing because nobody has any sense of time anymore. You know, I, I, I just got done doing the radio show this morning. I, I would have been a half hour early for you, but I was 10 minutes early. Uh, yeah, and that and still, still should still count because I, I want to get you out on time. And I noticed you parked, I would say, equidistant from both of the lines. I measured. You, I have a laser pointer yeah, in the car. So I want to mix the vacuum cleaner. Yes, I am. Six and <laughs> six po- and point three inches on each side. <laughs> but I so you brought I, up a, cannot, a wealthy kid. You have the dad who's a big shot. Your mom, whatever. She's I OCD had, we teacher. Had a, we had a few more dollars than the average person. And my folks bought me a brand new car for my graduation present from Pittston area because they didn't want me riding the smoke-filled buses because everybody oh. except me smoked. So you had a car that. at sixteen. I had a car at sixteen. Had I a brand you. new night. Uh, thank I you. Hate thank your you, guts. Joe. Thank you, Joe. Did you have a pony when you were nine for your birthday? But I had a no, but I had a Pinto. It was a car. How about that? <laughs> I'm fast. No, so I'm really, they don't, got edit, your, don't edit this, Sean. They got your car when you were sixteen. 1973 brand new powdered blue Ford Pinto fastback. Nineteen hundred dollars list price. 1973. Let me tell you, air conditioning, everything. No one got a car when they were sixteen. Yeah, well, you I did, spoiled pal. brat. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Please stretch out the compliments. Let me get that Please. spoon out of your mouth. Oh, here <laughs> it is. Let me get. Pull hey, that hey, out of your mouth. Hey, I am the most humble person because you could lose it all tomorrow. You got and that I right. I mean that. That's the truth. And by the way, uh, speaking of spoons, this metal object here, and I know I'm not going to need it for you. If there's ever something uncomfortable that each of us are bringing up, you just top that and the conversation stops. Joe Stedeker. <laughs> <laughs> the bell is, Joe, how do we shut Sean, unplug this. What were you like in high school? Were you like uh, like SAT perfect score in the SAT? They made me take them twice because I had a perfect score. They thought I cheated. I had to take them twice. Dale, don't be kidding. I'm not me. joking. How do I know you're Please. not this? You're not this this fabricator. This this egotistical maniac who's making all this stuff. Up. Wait, 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 you called me for this interview. You have to know that. You really got a perfect SAT? Yes, I did, and I had to take it twice. Why? Just to prove. Well, they said I, they thought that there was something, an anomaly there, and they thought that either something with the system back then, the grading or whatever, and I took it twice, and I duplicated it for the second time. I mean, I have and two friends. They, let, 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 me, let me just stop. My mo- Sean's they, fixing uh, my mic. Sean, look at those hands. Look, look at, at those that. hands. Incredible. Hands of the- a sturgeon. <laughs> That's it. <a, laughs> hey, 
let me tell you. They wanted to move me ahead in grade school, three grades. And my mother being a teacher said, no way. And now it's, you learn that decades later that that's the worst thing you can do is to move people up and you're with someone who is like actually, you know, a, a lot older or younger than you. Because you're the probably way, ostracized. Like, who does this guy think he is? Like, it so is. Smart. Like, and, and, they, and they know like, well, look at this kid. Yeah. Like, really? You know, so well, it. Well, yeah, and, and my mother fought that, and I stayed with the same group of children through uh, Holy Rose Grade School in Duryea, and then Pittston area, and then on to the University of Scranton, and then on to Duke University. So, yes. So these were Catholic parents. You were brought up Catholic guy. You I go was. to confession every week. Uh, I do. The Stations of the Cross around Easter time. Uh, I haven't done those in a while. I used to go to the Stations of the Cross. Yeah, yeah I used to do Lord, that with my mom, the, yeah, too. Good the Lord, the, you know, I remember them all, the Lord tripped and all that deal yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, 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 all that. Yeah. So, so. When you were in school, yes. being that you're you're such a smarty pants, did you know it at the time? Did you think, oh, why am I bothering uh, taking trigonometry? I already had this math. Yes, I did, did you know. F- you really did. Yes, you I felt did. it. I never took a book home in four years of Pittsburgh. I rarely took a book home in grade school. I never took a book home in college ever. Yes. Are you, are you arrogant? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. And belligerent. I'm kind of just messing with you, but okay. So we'll oh, say. I, I, no, no, I'm serious. Don't mess with me. I, I am extremely arrogant. So if you say, yeah, you are a superior intellect, you can at least recognize that, and I guess there's no harm in admitting that. I would like to be remembered as a fairly intelligent guy who did some incredibly intelligent jobs, and I think that's really the humble point of me, and I really mean that. I'm just joking around about that. Because you have such an interesting career yes. with the, all the things you've done and people you've talked which to. You I, followed, I'm gonna, I'm gonna which fa- you followed. I'm gonna, <laughs> no, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, yes. but I still want the arc of your life. Sure. So so you're, you're a great student. You go to uh, a, I say private, a great private student, Catholic Joe. school. Yeah. The grades are good. And you yeah. went to the University of Scranton. Yes. And what did you major years, in there? Uh, electrical engineering. So electrical engineering. Correct. Two years What's there. What's Ohm's and then Law, big guy? Let's right now. Oh, don't get into that. It's like, that's a long time ago. Ohm's Law, it's uh, resistance. Relativity, relative resistance. Ohm's Law. Whatever. TV equals IR. Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> So you say. I don't use that anymore. <laughs> Sign on. It's all Who cares? Yeah, really. So then what happens? How about the Olberth theory of, of satellite it? propagation, where uh, you know gravitational pull times the exhaust, the manifold exhaust of a hydrazine-powered propellant okay. in a spacecraft will be equal to the point where you can transfer orbit easier at a lower speed than a higher speed? Olberth. Oh, formulation. okay. That makes sense. Because that makes it's, up for the Ohm's law. It's Newton's second law. Exactly right. All right. Exactly right. So, so... When you were at the U, were you thinking, I'm going to have a career in engineering or My mother wanted me to be a dentist or a pharmacist, which would have been a really good career because I have a photographic memory for things. Wait, but listen. Yes. Here's those two careers. Yes. Yes. I know. Well, you know what, Joe? Not necessarily the pharmacology career, and that, that would, I think that would have been very interesting. Of course, back in those days, you really used the things called a mortar and a pestle back in there, and you had to mix your own formulations. Now you're that a pill counter. Fun. Well, yeah, now you're, now, you know what I mean? Now you're a pill counter. Well, do you agree with, with this? Um, and, I, and I don't mean to offend any pharmacists out there. It's a very important it, it, job it is. and needed it job. Is. But it is. I know people, because I'm an educator myself yes, for you years. Yes, you are. And I know a lot of Mary young would. people. I'm going to uh, major in pharmacy. Oh, why? Oh, you know, they make easily $100,000 right out College. You're right. That's why you're going. Exactly. No, you, and do you I got want a, a problem. fun, vibrant life See, I got and a follow your with, passions? A lot of the jobs I know, I, no, I've made I've made quite a bit of money in my life, especially right. for work, living in this area, but always working out of town why for 20 years. Why do you have that shirt years. on then? I thought it would be it's something brand, more glamorous. This is a brand new shirt. This is, don't you like lavender? Look at this shirt. <laughs> Just messing This is a Van Usen. <laughs> 48 bucks, JCPenney. Hey, let me tell you something. But I've done a lot of jobs primarily for schedule and primarily for 
the fact of doing the job. I've done very, very rare jobs from the moment I started out in life in my jobs. I've done very, very rare jobs in which I was very, very lucky to be a part of. But like you were for, passionate about them. That's my I, point. I was. For Instead four, of just doing well, something for the money, you got to follow the I, I, don't, I don't do it for the money now. I know that. And I, still, and I still don't. I left a cushy job at PennDOT in the engineering district here for the last four years, and I took a job back in July at Fox News, Fox Sports, and the Fox Television Network in New York City. Yeah, but we're I off mean, the road again. We're not off the road. You asked this question. I'm going to tie this back in. Okay. This job pays possibly the most I've ever made in my life other than the 80s when I worked for CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNBC, and AT&T, also in New York City. Gotcha. I didn't do it for the money. I did it to get back into the T-TECH, the telemetry tracking and control aerospace systems engineering business to fly satellites in space for NASA, which I can do right now from 1211 Avenue of the Americas in New York. And I left a cushy job. We basically, we basically at PennDOT, it takes forever to get in. It takes longer to get out and PennDOT and I'll never speak about a former employer don't Penn do it dot, no I'll just say this we're going to buzz it no no you're not no no <laughs> Penn, PennDOT is the type of operation where if you go in as a nuclear physicist yeah. they will make you the cook <laughs> just like the army and, if, and you can't get out of it because it's a politically charged politically based organization and they have no qualms Government about telling you that bureaucracy yeah. right. and no one better to explain that than my good friend of 30 years Dave Crisanda, who just retired from here this from year, WNEP, who yeah. worked briefly at PennDOT and said, you know what? Came this back is here. not my bag. Yeah, I've got to get back, back to WNEP. And I want to compliment you, first of all, before we get on the bike rides every year. Very noble, very highly traditional We're thing. We're so far off the Doesn't, road But now. that's my life. It's so far off. I went from being a, a, a union projectionist back in 1975 to 79, the youngest person ever in the Scranton local IAPSA. We're still IAPSA. at the University of Scranton, Okay, though. let's go back to the U. So then uh, when you graduate college, what happens? When I graduated college, I was... Your dad, he's still AMP guy. Your mom's vacuuming every day. My mom took 13 years off to raise me. I've never sat with a babysitter. No one ever watched me. It's probably why the way I am. Well, Nobody watched me. Was I was unbabysittable. As you said at the beginning, you didn't know how correct you were. I was unbabysittable. She went no, but back... you and your 20s, what'd you do? What did I do? That's what I'm getting. What did I do? When you graduated from wait college. Wait a minute. My oh, okay. mother took 13 years off. So you're getting ahead of me. You're I confusing me. I have more Third, ADD than you. Well, you're not. You're OCDAC, and there's no such thing. Let me tell you. So my mother took 13 years off. She raised me and then went back to school and worked at St. Rocco's Catholic School in Pittston and St. Mary's in Greenwood in Scranton and Music. And, and those jobs paid nothing. She, she went back. Couldn't, couldn't wait to get away she from She couldn't get away from me. Yeah. That's what the whole deal was. She, she explained that later on in her life. But she made nothing. Uh, parochial schools at that time paid nothing. Yeah. She, she did it just to do it, but raised me till I was 13. In my 20s, when I got done, my first job out of, uh, out of college, luckily, was in charge of master control engineering at, at a local station, Channel 28, WBRE in Wilkesbury. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I was there. Yep, that was my first job and one of the few in this area. Uh, right before that, in college, as I said, I worked not only for the A&P, it was my second job uh, 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 actually working. Then I went from there to the projectionist union for four years, great paying job. What does that mean? I ran all the movies at the Scranton area theaters from the Mid Valley in in uh, well, you Ainan. said projectionist. Yep. Yep. It sounded thirty-five so millimeter. Official I was the IAPSC, the International Alliance of Theatrical and Stage Employees of the Motion Picture Industry of Mexico and Canada. How local old are you when you're doing this? I got the job when I was ni- in nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, so you're, you're so still was, a teenager, twenty-ish. Yeah. 
20. Well, why are you doing all these things? Because you're uncontrollable madman? Because I had to. Because it was OCD. I'm the ultimate overachiever. I will get ahead of you in this parking lot to get out. I will inch my bumper. Well, that comes from working in New York. But I will inch my bumper in front of yours to get ahead of you, even though there's a red light up ahead. Because I'm that kind of guy, And were you living at home at the time after you do all these jobs? I was. You're sucking off the parents. You're freeloading. When when did things start to change? Never. Never. Oh, you're still? No, 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 no. Uh, my, 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 My mom passed on on Valentine's Day. 1993, and my father passed on Father's Day. What a way to remember these Is dates. Is that right? Yeah. yeah 19, 18 years ago, 2001. Well, so, I, th- I think to, to, to accelerate this at 9.8 meters per second the, squared. How can we accelerate this anymore? <laughs> we're accelerating. We're, we're creating, we're creating drag. I we're accelerating so fast, we're creating exhaust manifold drag <laughs> on this space system, Joe. Sean, myself, a lot of people listening to this now know you as Rusty Fender, yeah. Shadow Steel. This yes. defines James Northeastern West. PA. It is. So, what point did that start in your life? Where, how do we go from what you just told me to that? Okay, this is the- this this is this is the lengthy part. I'll keep it brief. In nineteen eighty in nineteen eighty six nineteen eighty six, they called me. I was I was doing radio since I was fifteen and a half years old. Okay. I started at WVIA as Dale Michaels, a derivation of Dale Michalajczyk, my first and last name. You were on the air doing what? Reading I was news, doing, traffic, Correct. News, news, weather, and sports with the George Graham Show on okay. WVIA 89.9 FM. That frequency has since gone to the University of Scranton, right. coincidentally. I was there for several years. I did that. I went to Allentown, WAEB, then WAZL in Hazleton, WVCD Hazleton. I was Dale Michaels there. Uh, then I got a job, believe it or not, doing Polka Weekend. At WARD, working for Jim Ward, who did the bowling for Dollar Show back here in 1975 and 1966 you, at WNEP. Could you stand up and do a quick polka for me now, or you don't want to do that? No, no, I just played them. Okay, I, I didn't, yeah, I just played them. But I know all so the old from and, station to well, station. Well, I could, I could, I can, the only person who could pronounce, you know, uh, Eddie Blazanchek from, from, you know, uh, <laughs> Happy Louie. Well, Happy Louie's easy for us, but, but the ethnic names. So... I did this when I was working, when I was going to school out of town. I came back and I did this in the summertime because I was away at Duke. And then I came back and I did that. And after four years off and on of Polka Weekend in 19, let's see, in 1986, I got a call from Ken Medic, Doc Medic, who still does the morning show at Froggy 101. Sure he does? He was the program. This is 1986? Yes. You're 20 years old, maybe? No, no. I mean, you're 86, 20. No, I was like 29. 28, 29. yeah. So he got the call, and he asked if I would like to do the Saturday Night Live with the Oldie Show on KRZ, which stop, at the time— stop, stop. Go ahead. So in the, in the mid-20s, you're still just doing radio stations? You're living at home, that kind of thing, or no? Yeah, I was living—well, in my, in my mid-20s. In my, let, let, me, let me think. In my mid-20s. Well, I got a job out of town then. Yeah, so I was jo- working for AT&T at, your, the, at the World Trade Center on the 82nd floor. I was flying satellites at the World Trade Center. I don't understand all this. Well, see, I've always done like three and four jobs, which I, is I, why I, people can't understand. The, because the it thing. doesn't you, admit, but, you have to admit it's odd. It is odd, and, it's, and that's why I have to delete a lot of things from my six-page resume because I would— <laughs> Because I, I taught I, I taught at Wilkes University and at Marywood I, I eight years, yeah, and I used to tell my students first of all, if you send a six page resume and they're going to call the cops because yeah. this is like ridiculous. It's like making a page, but I've done so many varied things. I want you to know what I've done, Should and you, you know be- what. And if and, and if you if I don't get the job, that's your problem. That's your loss. If should, I don't get the job, should you be medicated? And I'm being I should sure. be. Yeah, you I should be. be. But I don't take aspirin. I I have like two glasses of beer in my life, and they were before I was legal to have them. I I've never you're smoked a, a cigarette. I, a I don't drink or I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink smoke uh, cigarettes or anything. We have ever. a lot of things in common. Yep. So when 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 Doc Medic. 
yes. knows that you're doing radio yes. stuff, and he, yes. he he says, what, I have a position for he you? He said, would you like to come and do Saturday Night Live with the Yulies on KRZ? And you know what, is he like a said, big wig at the Yeah, bank? he was the program director for KRZ, and he came oh, from like WPLJ, the big station in New York, because he's from the Bronx. So he came into town, he took over the station, They and KRZ at the time was like WNEP. WNEP, Powerhouse. and I still have the broadcasting magazine that has WNEP, the most watched newscast in the nation. Yeah. And people don't believe that, but it was. I know. We KRZ are. We still was, are exactly. KRZ was the most listened to station in the nation. It was number two or number three because oh, of right, here. right because yeah. based on QM, the number of people listening to radio at that time and the number of people tuned to the stations like yours and KRZ. Percentage of the population. Exactly. So. Say, well, how could that be? There's 11 million people in yeah. New York. Yes, but there's it's more, fragmented. But yes, That's correct. Yes, and yes, there's yes. more of a choice. So WNEP was much like <clears throat> KRZ to this very day. Both, both the most watchable and listenable media entities in the nation. You got that right. So when you, what you just said, and I now enter into your life. So it's, let's say it's what now, 1986 and you're the oldies guy? Yes. Shortly after. All right. Because so I, I had to leave New York. And then I still stayed on as a consultant for MSNBC in Secaucus, New Jersey, and built their new facility. <laughs> sure you did. I did. Right, and no, CNBC I... in Inglewood Cliffs and worked for AT&T, yes. No, but I just want you to yes. know. So now I'm in college in 86. Yes. I graduate 88, yes. 89. I move back to the area. Yes. I start teaching. I'm listening to radio again. Correct. And I hear Did you listen sh- to me? I, I was just saying, I hear your show. Thank you, Joe. You're the listener. I didn't know much about you. But I remember hearing this. Here's this guy. He sounds so unbelievably professional, knowledgeable, rattling off like like rhymes and poems, all these stats and figures and, and references. You mean like kicking 50,000 watts off the power every single hour? Like one of those deals, right? That. Making the nighttime the bright time and the daytime the playtime? That. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, then that's me. That's not me. only that. That's me. Not only that, but now I start hearing these people that you're interviewing. And I'm like, is this a national show? How could a local guy... Get, give me some names. Michael Jackson, Barbra Streisand, Billy Joel, you name it. How did you do I'm it? I'm still working on Elvis. Oh, how did you even, because, I don't even you know understand what? because what's 3, happening Because 3,000 interviews, I had people, and again, this goes back to the arrogant part, and I believe me, I'm not the most, I'm not the most bit arrogant, <laughs> the least know, bit in the kidding, world. I know, I was kidding, I was kidding. But I've got people they couldn't get on Good Morning America and the Today how? Show back then. This Michael Jackson for eight minutes when he was plugging his story, history, the three CD, because because people at that point, I was doing it for a couple years, and they knew that I was not going to ask stupid questions like, oh, so I heard you beat your wife the other day. Right. It, it was just all about the music, all about the career. And I got this, this, this persona in the business that this guy, if you're going to do it, People were calling the station in Pittston, Pennsylvania that wouldn't call the Today Show yes. at 30 Rockefeller Plaza this in New is- York. I know. And that was the start, Joe. That was the claim to fame because anybody can go on there with a handful of records and play the Beatles, Elvis Presley, and the Four Tops. But not everybody can have Barbara Streisand call in on a phone when she's doing a movie called Two Faces in the Mirror to call me for 15 minutes in Pittston Township, Pennsylvania to talk about her singing career. I yes. I thought I was yes. hearing things. I know, I know. So this really happened. And thank you, Joe, so you're because saying so many people you... thought it was a national segment. I did. So once you got the big, you're saying all it took was to get one big fish and yes. you had a reputation and the other fish Well, I come. started with the small fish. I, my first interview was Benny Mordonis, who sang the great record Into the Night. I called him in his home in Laurel, Maryland. How would you get like that numbers of uh, people? Well, uh, well, how would they get their number? This I is would go, well, I would, correct. Correct. 
I would fax, I would write letters, and I would go to the record label the artist was on, and they would forward it to that artist. And if the artist wanted to call me back at the station or not, it was up to he or she at that time to do it. Benny Mardonis called me back instantly. The die was cast at that point, and I just kept going on. So we moved. Up. The show was on 7 o'clock until midnight Eastern time, and then it got picked up by Sirius XM Satellite for eight years later in the early two, in the mid-2000s. Really? Just the interview section okay. on Channel 102 Stars, eight years. And and they thought it was incredible. It's like, is this guy? Is, I know. Is this guy we, really? I know. Who is you? this guy? Right. And and what happened was the eight o'clock to nine o'clock hour. And I had I had great great folks at the station like. Ken Medic and Jerry Padden, uh, Jim Rising, who put the station on. Oh, I the, know all these names. Right. Yeah. These people were radio people, and they knew to let me. I had no direction. You know, in radio, you can't play two black artists in a row. You can't play an instrumental record followed by a white rock group. I play the rules. Exactly. Joe and Sean, if I had followed the rules in my life, I would have accomplished nothing. Oh, man. And there's a lesson, the kids there out there. There is a there. lesson. Don't follow the rules. We're not saying go uh, no, set, don't, don't, don't. set bridges on no, fire. No, We're don't set it's buildings the little things. It's the little things. Exactly. So that was the part-time job, 1986. This was part-time when you were nailing Just all I, these I was still working names. in New York. And I, did the, and, I came back every weekend to and do Saturday. And you're doing all these and you're nailing all these big names. Yes, yes. So listen. So in 1990, I get a call from the station manager. His name is Gerald Getz. He made Adolf Hitler look like a daycare student. It's, it's true. <laughs> this guy station? was evil. What station? KRZ. KRZ. He ran the place. Good he friend of evil. mine to this very day. He's still evil. He's still evil. But no, he, wait. I but just want to insert that. this yes. public service yes. announcement. Yes. That's his opinion only. That is correct. That's not the, sta- <laughs> that's not the opinion of the station or no, WNEP. No, that's your opinion. Yes. We don't know. But, <laughs> but he's a great friend of mine, and I know he would, he would, actually, he would actually grin if he heard me calling him evil. But... It's, he's just that kind of person. Is he still alive? He's still alive. He's in Williamsport. He's running okay. the big cluster in Williamsport. He calls me on the phone. This is 1990. This is, uh, this is July or August of 1990. He says, uh, Rusty, uh, we're thinking of doing a traffic program here because there's been no, there's no traffic reports in the Wilkes-Barre Scranton market. Strange because back then it was not a top 50 market. It was 1940. So it was 49 K- KRZ in 1990, no traffic. No this one was did, like a big city No one thing. did traffic. No one did they traffic. They did it off and on. WARM, the big AM, had Norm Hill, good friend of mine. He has since deceased. He rode around in a vehicle with the WARM Warm 590 logos on it for, for a while, but okay. it never really caught up. You, yeah. you needed big sponsorship. So Gerald Getz, he thought big. He was the biggest thinker ever. He was the marketing genius of the industry. Local guy? Local guy. Renova, Pennsylvania. Right? Williamsport. So, so... He, he, I just want to make sure that we're not going over the time here. <laughs> no, so, we're good. So, we're good, man. so, so he calls me up and he said, we're doing traffic. And I said, so right away, you know, me being at the network level in New York City and all that, when you think traffic in New York, you think commercial scheduling, you know, that's the traffic department. There's two traffic departments. There's highway traffic and then there's traffic. Traffic like we have here like for commercials. commercials. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, the like flow traffic. of commercials in a building we call Correct. traffic. Correct, and the placement of commercials yeah. at, the, at the, the... Your traffic direct. is different. You're talking about Interstate 81. Correct. You're talking about Pike Street. You're right. talking well, about... Well, I, right, I thought he meant the... the com- I said, well, I said I wouldn't be interested in something like that. I'm flying satellites. I'm flying Telstar yeah, Galaxy 9. Like, traffic. Really? Like, I said, you know, the, the oldie show is good enough. I said, it, it, I work seven days a week. I still work seven days a week, 20 hours a day. You know, I come back in the week and all that. It's, it's, it's great. He said, no, no, he said, we're, we're, doing, we're doing highway traffic. And I thought, highway traffic? I said, well, first of all, you know, not to be a wise guy, which I, which I am, but nonetheless, I said, 
There's no more than 10 cars at a traffic light in northeastern Pennsylvania. You're going to do traffic? Plus, may I stop you? That seems like, considering all you've done, a step back, 20 you steps. You know, I mean, no, tram, no, no, really? that's the first time somebody has told me that. It, it's like, but, but you know what? It was interesting, you Joe. You get off and, the phone well, with Barbara Streisand next thing you know, so you can, well, someone tells you you can no, be a traffic no, reporter? No, but that was going to stay, though, Joe. See, that was going to stay. The Saturday night show was going to stay, and that this was the Monday through Friday so gig. Tr- yeah, I see that. See it's, what I mean? It, it, it turns your life more uh, uh, condensed, streamlined, in the same place it, instead of moving all around. It brought me back after 20 years. See, I was married for five years, and, and my wife, Don, and I, we had a, a t- she's, a, she's an attorney. She's still an attorney, a U.S. attorney. We lived in Princeton, so you she was based. You didn't tell me about her. Yeah, when did yeah. you meet her? Uh, and I, t- I met her at WBRE, actually. She was the weekend anchor and weekend reporter this for is years. This how old you when you married this lovely Let's see, lady. it was, ni- I met her in 1980, 1980. So and I was. You're, uh, you're separated, divorced, something. No, yes, still divorced. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. I had too many girlfriends to be married. This you right know? now, <clears throat> yes, there are a lot of work women. Yeah. Okay, now let's move on. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Let me just think about that for a second. Don't edit this, Sean. I want people to know that I'm thinking about this. Okay, now I'm ready. So what so happened was— So you take the traffic so, job? Well, well, I, I, I didn't check with anybody because I make my own— whether right or wrong, I make my own decisions. And they said, we, we, we're going we're gonna to pay you a lot of money to do this because we have a lot of sponsors. And he said, and no way is it going to be close to what you're making in New York as a, you know, a T-TAC satellite telemetry engineer with the network. I said, yeah, I, I understand that. So they made me a, a, a great offer. And they said, we'll continue to pay you, which is like 150 bucks for every Saturday night show on the site. Don't forget, this was almost 40 years ago. $150 for doing five hours of playing oh my God, records. Yeah. It was a lot of money, to be honest. When people say, $150, I can't. You know, well, it's, it was a lot of money. Plus, you so, love what you're doing. I mean, that's something you would probably get now I can say that I don't do that anymore. As of six years ago, I would have done it for nothing. But it was a great deal. And I was a name, name in the market, still am. Still do a radio show, the Marcella Shale News, the last seven years yeah, here in Boulder. You're missing the big point. You're nah, getting nah, to that. Nah, I'm getting back to it. Okay. So I said, okay, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me think about this for a second. I thought about that. I said, okay. So I, I contacted him like a week or so later because I only worked weekends. I didn't see anybody at the station. And I said, okay. I said, uh, we're going to do this. He said, what we're going to do, we're going to do the, the, the as Gerald gets, as I said, evil man, but brilliant. I, I said, he said, we're going to, we're going to get a helicopter, not the, not the opinion of WNEP. Uh, we're going to get a helicopter. We're going to paint it yellow and black, the station colors, get the KRZ. 1319A were the numbers of the helicopter, FAA. The whole but deal. They, they, they flew in a helicopter. TV stations did this. Radio stations didn't right. do that. They didn't spend money on helicopters. Gerald Getz, evil but brilliant. How many times do I have to say that? Evil but brilliant. Fantastic man. He had a helicopter, an Enstrom F28, uh, F-28C. Couldn't compete with your Bell Ranger here at the station with Jack Rulin back in those days. Yeah. We knew Jack for, for decades. No, everybody. I don't everybody. Why can't I get a job here? Here's the beauty of you. I didn't even know it was a Bell Ranger. I've worked here for See 27 that? years. See Who's interviewing who? I got to get a job here. I got to get a job with Don Jacobs. I can count his flannel shirts. Check. No, seriously. Check what's going on out in the, in the PA Outdoor Life cabin because you don't know what's going on out there. Back on track. Oh, okay. Don Jacobs, good friend of mine. So real man, wait a minute, real so man's you're, you're man. in the helicopter every he day? He bites his toenails. I get a pedicure. That's what a man, he, he eats dirt and sticks. That's what a man, Don Jacobs, Don, I love you, man, 25 I've seen years. him eat the pork uh, fat off of a pork chop no and, then throw, no. and then throw the meat away. Absolutely. Yeah. Abs- I, I got to do something. Oh, Charlotte McBride, I can count her hairstyles. 267 this month. <laughs> uh, I, back on track. Okay, so 
I said, okay, we're going to do this. Helicopter, I wasn't, wasn't too keen on flying in a two-seat helicopter. I said, okay, we're going to do this two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. Okay. So, so when it came time, we, we, had a, we had to put the microwave equipment in the helicopter and Radio Marty and all you that. You probably thing. did all that. I, I, I did most of it. And we only had KRZ at the time. And then we bought WILK. And then they bought Q102, which became the mountain, and EZ103. And they had like five stations by the Get time. So I started here. with just the one station. Then they bought WILK. And you would be up twice a day in a helicopter recording yeah. traffic. Six No one did this. No. And and I'm glad you've been in the business as long as you have to know that this was a major market thing. What was this done in Chicago or maybe New York? York? And and WNEP. Yeah, well, we would go up for traffic, but we'd go up for stories. Exactly. But you're going up twice a day just for traffic Six in the morning until eight. And then four in the afternoon until six, four hours a day. I'm flying from Carbondale to Hazleton, which as far as the signal from the helicopter could reach to get back to the ground is insane. So... So the the point of contention was, Mr. Curiosity, the point of contention (laughs) was is that it came down to the name. So I assumed, and we all know you should never assume, but I assumed I was going to use the Shadow Steel name, and they, which is a cool name, really cool name. Well, pause. That's a station. You already had Shadow Steel. That was your name? From the oldie show. Where'd you get that? Remember, I'm doing that. It was a company. The company came up with that, and then they licensed it as a service mark, so nobody else in the market the could do Shadow Steel. The company KRZ? KRZ Entercom. They said, well, you're going to call uh, it was, yourself it was, Shadow Steel. It was Steel. key market, correct. It was key market at oh. the time. And and from 86 until 90, I was using Shadow Steel. So I assumed that I was just part-time. So in 90, when this full-time job came up. You have to be somebody else. Well, I thought it was going to be Shadow Steel, which is a really cool name. Spelled S-H-A-D-O-E, not D-O-W. So when it came time, they said, oh, no, you're not using Shadow Steel. And I said, okay, I'm going to use Dale Michaels, which I used at all the other stations for the past, like, 15, 20. No, no, we're coming up with a new name. We want to keep the oldie show separate as a musical name. I said, oh, okay. Okay. I said, and what's the name going to be? He said, how about this? Try this on for size. Rusty Fender. You say that. They said that. They say they that. They said that. Rusty Fender. And I said, what, what is it? He said, Rusty <laughs> Fender. This was a corporate decision. Fantastic name. It could be a real name like Russell Fender, Rusty Fender. It has to do with cars and traffic and things. I said, Rusty Fender. Classic I cheese, said, well, though. you're going to do the traffic program yourself then. I am not going to do something as embarrassing and as condescending, <laughs> you evil but brilliant creep. I will not do this. And I, I said, and they said, and he, and he replied, well, then you're off the oldie show. I said, oh, come on. Don't, don't so use you, this as a leverage point. Come on. Now, that's unfair. Said Rusty Fender, in six months, you moron, he said, in six months, this name will be the most recognizable novelty name of radio and television in this number 49th Nielsen Arbitron market. I said, then you do it yourself. He said, tell you what, you've been here five years, check with a few people who you value on the name. So I checked with the people who have been in the business 10, 15 years at the time, and everyone I spoke to said, that is the greatest name I've ever heard. And I said, you have got to be I was going to say, joking. they were all, these people who were uh, considering that, they were all part of the biz, the cheesy corporate fake radio name biz. You as an outsider saw this cheese. You weren't indoctrined into it yet. Joe, in, in 1986 to 89 was the year of the novelty names. And If I went on the air as Dale Michalajic, now it's cool to do that. But back then we You're had... Right, we though, had because it was new then. It was. We had a Harvey Lake for Harvey's Lake. We had a Kirby Parker for Kirby Park. And the guy at midnight, who's a priest now, was just in time. I mean, this I was the year. Yeah, this was the year of the, 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 so the era. Guess, 
So to look back now, it seems pathetic and cheesy, but this was all new stuff then. So it wasn't and pathetic as and cheesy. And as he said, to quote Gerald Getz, evil but brilliant, he said... His opinion only. My opinion, not of the management of WNAP. <laughs> but he, he was right. He said this will become the fabric of this area. And it this, did. 40 years later. And I'm still using it. And I'm still using it on Bold Gold and Marcella Shale. I, Folks, he on, came in today and he signed the, uh, the visitor guest book here as Rusty I Fender. I signed it when I go to funeral homes. I signed it everywhere. Nobody's going to know me as Dale Michalajic. They're going to know me as Rusty Fender. And that's what the deal is. So that was born what year? 90. And, and it lasted, well, till now. But when was it still? It, la- it lasted until it lasted until I left in 2013. Oh, my goodness. And then, at the same time, see, here was another little fly in the ointment Did the there. helicopter exist all that time? The helicopter existed for the first three years. Oh, that's it. And then we used a high-wing plane from the Millionaire, which is the uh, fixed base operations, FBO to Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Airport. We had our own pilot for that. So we went up in a, in a Cessna single-engine yeah, plane for five years after that. Uh, twice and, a day? Yes. And then the, the technology changed. And now, as you all know, with PA511, you can on your – well, there were no, no iPhones back in 1986. There was yeah. no phones back. But you can look at 511 Pennsylvania and tell if there's a car stopped on US-22 in Allentown right now. The technology no, changed. No, I don't know. And tell we, me what that is. I yeah, don't know what that means. Well, I'll explain to you off the air. It, it's, a, it's a website, PA511. Is that how when I'm on NJ Google Maps, it shows where the traffic yeah. is? NJ, the Reds? Everyone. It's NJ511 from New Jersey, NY511. But come from there's a it's a fiber it's the it's the it's the it's called the dichronic sensors in the pavement pick up motion on the traffic and if they get a car to stop on this sensor in the pavement longer than about 10 or 11 seconds they know there's a problem it'll trigger an alarm at the control center who's interviewing i demand equal time (laughs) listen i didn't get a perfect score on my sat well i did (laughs) i still think i cheated on him how can i cheat on this didn't couldn't even bring any notes in yet they had me me take it bareback i couldn't even have a pocket to put crib notes in. we're going on a great arc i love this but the thing i wanted to go back to briefly could you share with me just one two stories of uh, these people you interviewed some great stars what they said what they felt like or maybe something that happened off everybody the air everybody said funny. the same thing everyone from the from the one hit wonders like uh, Terry Jack Seasons in the Sun right up to Michael Jackson Let's do it together. to Barry Manilow we had joy we, we had fun we had seasons in the sun and the joy so what that did that we guy found. have to say he said, you know more about me than I know myself. And I have every interview. I have every interview I've done except a handful. I still have them, all 3,000. I remember everyone. listening to yeah. you. You, I did came know, up here with, you did know everything yeah, about these I people came up here all, Anytime somebody died, Marisa Burke and Scott Schaefer would have me on the air here. We talked about Dick Clark, who's a good friend of mine. He called in four times a year because he promoted all these Dick Clark production events like the Emmys and the Tonys and the Grammys. He produced all those, DCP, Dick Clark Productions. But this is so, all the genius of you. This is you, the gen- know, you know well, all these things well, about these people because you can store them here, in your brain. Here's a great line. It's the, it's the persistence and the perseverance of me. I, I emailed, written, faxed, and sent smoke signals to Barry Manilow probably 30 times in 20 years before he finally came on as his first interview in like 20 years with right? me. Yeah, when he, was a, a, when he was one of the folks of, uh, playing at the, uh, the local uh, so he would Mohegan reject, Sun. Do they have people that contact you? Or oh, they? they have a lot of people. They call ahead of time. They check you out. They have a press agent. They have a manager. They have the record label, a representative, if he's still active on a record label like Arista or whatever. Oh, they have a lot of people. They're just not going to call Pittston Township yeah, and ask right. for him. You know, it's not that easy. Some interviews you get in an email, some take 10 years. He Is took ten. Yeah, right? he took about ten years. Did you have so, to fabricate uh, information to to win these people over and say, you know, we're listening? I had, yeah, I had. We're listening. The number one station, uh, the number two station in the United States. I was the number one 
uh, time slot, I think for most of those years, 7 to midnight, rated, uh, I think for most of those 27 years that I did the show. So it wasn't really a lie. I mean, no, it wasn't really like did, no. did you have to tickle their egos to make them feel like it's worth I their had time? a standard email, which I sent up, and I dropped the name in and all that, and the change the date and things. But it was all factual that we had, which you could, you know, go online oh, at the so time you, and look at. It was, it was real. And a lot of folks, uh, what, what was uh, a lot of the big stars would say, I'm only going to promote what I'm doing right now. They my promote, book, they're using right, you to promote right, something. My book or my movie or my new album, but I'm not going to talk about things I did 30 years ago or I'm going to uh, terminate the conversation and hang up. And a few did that. So that's why I, I used to record a lot. Some we did live. Most I recorded. But it, it's all about them. And I don't they remember re- you ever crossing over, though. So you stayed to, to their rules, right? Yeah, I did. And that probably gained I only had more one, respect. I, I right? only had one problem with Marvin Hamlish, who in the middle of a live interview said, you know what, pal? This isn't my bag. When I asked him about writing, he wrote The Sting, The Entertainer. It was called The Entertainer. He wrote that. And I was talking about it. He wanted to talk about all his classical work. Well, I guess I got into the I got into the top 40 pop vein. And he didn't want that. He wanted no, to he stay didn't want that. You know, you know I'm yeah. Marvin, I am Hootie Marvin. Hootie Tootie, big shot, Exactly. Man. So he terminated the interview in the middle. I said, well, there you have it. Just goes to show you folks that these are all done live, and we'll be back following these messages right here on the <laughs> most listened to radio show on Saturday night, Saturday Night Live at the Oldies with Shadow Steel. Thanks for dialing by. So uh, that's I love so, yeah. it. I love so, it. So you have to have an out. After that, I recorded most of them because that was really embarrassing. Oh, gosh. But, you know, one of these, you know, and then, and then, and then the business changed. And I did 25 years at KRZ and with great folks like Jim Rising, Doc Medic, Jerry Patton, who I mentioned. And then all these program directors, see, when you get a new program director and like a new news director, the first thing they wanted to change at the station was to get rid of the Oli show, even though it was number one and bringing in tons. Yeah, I was why? Because spo- they, they usually only go by revenue and money. Why right. would they want to I get was rid sponsored of by the Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries for like 15 years, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's Regional, Miller High Life, Miller Beer. Because but, it's but, seemed passe, it's old. Well, is that why? See, they a- wanted to keep this, and I hate this word, they want to keep this hip factor. Because, yeah, you know, during the so. day, they're playing a Beyonce record every 10 minutes. But on Saturday night, there's this old guy playing the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by yeah. Gordon Lightfoot. Even though, it's, so luckily, as as I can share with with you, that that for the first 25 years, I had great people who knew radio, like the three names I mentioned, and others, who came in and said, you know what, the oldie show is is a sore spot in this really hip top 40, 12 to 18 year old demo station oh, we're trying I to see, have. I see. But. It's number one. It has like a 60 share in it. So now if you get a four share, I had a 60 share. 60% of the radios tuned in were tuned on Saturday night and calling in. So then how do they reconcile this? What do they do? Why would they, they decide to turn away well, the revenue? Well, There's Tom Williams. Everyone say well, goodbye. There he's well, going. They uh, he didn't well, look at it. well, they didn't. And eventually you will run into the one new guy that comes in that is going to change things. And I did. So this creep comes in from a wait, market wait, creep. Uh, not the me, no, not the, uh, the the point of no, the that's management. Just your opinion, of, you that's my opinion. Not of WNEP or the management. <laughs> so this creep comes in and says, "Okay, the oldie show is going." And they all said, "What do you mean it's going? It's been on the air since 1980." Still. See, five people from 1980 to 1986. Five people did the show before me. Five people in five years. I did it, it for 25. You do, yeah. Well, it, it went it went places. They they made oh, okay, it what but, it was. But I took over and, and got it either at where it was or maybe a little bit higher at points. 
So this one guy comes in from a market in New Hampshire that there's more people with the three of us in this room than he was, but he had a connection with the company, and he said, the oldie show is going. And they all said, it'll never happen. He said, yes, it is. So they moved me from a 50,000-watt channel that I could get from University Park, Pennsylvania to Newark, New Jersey, and from Philadelphia to Syracuse, New York, and they put me down the hall on WILK AM and FM, which was a 5,000-watt little pea shooter. So, Give and me none the year. The, Give me the year. That was, two, that, was, that was 2010. And I was there for two years. And you felt that you, you felt well, this, this I took, disease, this I, dying. I took this station, too. They were number 13. Number 13 out of 30 stations in this market. They were number 13. What? Seven to midnight. Wait. In two ratings books, two seasons, I made them number two. You could never beat KRZ with the again KRZ right, could play now, could play polkas and win because of the power. But I took them to number two. But now instead of being a big fish in a big pond, you're you're a big fish in a little Correct. pond. Correct. And, and, like and the outreach I had of people calling me from Milton, Pennsylvania, two hours and a half from here, were gone. It, it was like and 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 Barbara, the love of my life, who I've been with now for the last nineteen and a half years, Barbara said, "You may not know it, but your career ended." the day they put you down the hall on WILK. And I had to think about that for a second. And you know what? She, she was absolutely right about that because it did, because they, they took... And, you didn't and, know it at the time? You didn't know you, when no, you got that knock on the door and they said it, we're no, going to... You, no, you, you no, didn't leave work that they drained? No. Like, uh, well, I did. I, I, hate, I, I was glad that they kept the job for me down the hall. A lot of people fought to keep it on the air, although not on KRZ. But, but the thing was is, is that the, the momentum and the spontaneity, like... You know, here I am getting Michael Jackson on the air. Yeah. It's like, and you're not getting past, like, like Hanover Township. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all this work I do, I come in, like, 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes to record an interview from England, because they're six hours ahead, as you well know, Joe, in the time zone. So I come in at 3 o'clock in the morning, which I have to be 9 o'clock in Greenwich England. Meantime. Greenwich Mean Time. Greenwich Mean Time, GMT. And, uh, exactly. And, and, you know, I do all this work, and it's like, we're not getting the signal past, like, like Waverly. No, I know what you See? feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the, the oomph from that. And then eventually they started getting rid of all the full-time people because of cuts and they wanted to get interns in. Uh, you know, you, you, you can't work cheaper than free. So you get interns in and, you know. The, the so whole, we're entering the 2000 teens, Rocky. I'm sorry. Why did I say Rocky? All your buddies at, at KRZ yeah. at Intercom. Is that when it was bought too? Jerry Patton, uh, Intercom. Intercom and, was around and, since and, about. In, psych, in, in Psycho, Psycho Mike, Mike, all these guys I know. Yep. It, Everybody started leaving or they started getting rid of folks and all that, you know, and they, you know, they, they just kept making moves. And, and now it's like the whole day is like a national show. It's all syndication. So is this because, when you leave? Yeah. This is like when I leave in 2013. 13. Here, here, here was the thing. At the same Six time, yep, at the same time I was doing, I, I got up at three o'clock in the morning because I was on television as well. Me too. I love it. Yep. I, I loved it. Three in the morning. I worked till nine. And then I worked again at three, at three thirty in the afternoon to 6.30 at night doing traffic. But in the meantime, they had called me from Wilkes and Marywood, asked if I wanted to teach courses in, enter, in integral and analytical calculus for grad students, aerospace systems engineering, rocket dynamics propulsion systems engineering, integrative media, mass communications, a bunch of journalism courses, and I did. So I left the station at 9 o'clock, got to Marywood or Wilkes at 10 o'clock, taught two, three, or four courses depending on the schedule, then got back and did traffic again, then did the Saturday night show, uh, on Saturday, that was my that was my sixth day. You're and still the seventh, kicking well, and the this seventh, time. Yeah, and the seventh day, I did two one-hour public affairs shows to meet our FCC mandate on Sunday mornings. I had people from the SPCA or the Cancer Society, Leukemia. They would come in and do two one-hour shows. So I worked seven days a week. But somehow, 
somehow, Rusty, something's different that you were thinking or no? Yeah, my paycheck. That was, <laughs> that was the biggest thing that was different. What are you talking about? It's the first thing I looked at. I said, wait a minute. Usually the zeros are after this yeah, number. Now they're before the number. <laughs> so, what gives here? Yeah, but you're teaching. You're making money. You're doing all this stuff. What? what, uh, what? I'm not making that much money. I know, teaching but, doesn't make, as so, you well know. So, but, 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 so where does it go? I this beautiful career of yours, this arc, this interesting uh, interaction with people, this this high-level intelligence. I'm not saying it ended. I, no, it didn't. what I, happens? I worked on the Gothels Bridge Staten Island replacement project for Cuit and the, the New York, uh, New York uh, Pennsylvania, uh, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania Port Authority. What do you mean, like uh, an engineering years? program? Yeah, help build the bridge. But, Rusty, I feel like you're the kind of guy. Wait a minute. And I this went, isn't an ego I thing. That you need to be heard. I do. You need, That's you why I'm here. Get, I know. That's why I was early. A, I was 10 minutes early. With that. No, there's just nothing so wrong with that. So do you want to be more that? No. You don't? No, I'm fine right now at Fox News, controlling 18 of their 167 satellites in elliptical geosynchronous or geostationary over 22,297.5 miles above the equator. No, I'm fine with that. He's no, right. I am. He's I am. right, too. Those I, numbers I, I, I are am, right. I, I know right. them. <laughs> you know that. I, this is part of my life for 41 years now. But yeah, but I still I, I got think wait, you Joe, want to be wait, radio Wait, guy. I got... I am a radio guy. I do the Marcella Shale Gas News Show. It's heard on all these stations in this area. It's a niche show, but it's going for seven years. I never dropped out of radio for more than like I a month, I understand that, but you have to admit. All right, let's say you, you, someone calls in 10 minutes when we're done with this interview, and they say this. We're bringing back the oldies as it was. Okay. We want you to be full-time okay. DJ guy. Well, you, you, we you want you to interview everyone. This well, can you be heard nationally. You, you wouldn't be full-time in that, but I would do that. I wouldn't do traffic ever again. No. And in fact, I worked for the competition for a couple of years for the uh, for uh, Cumulus Broadcasting after KRZ. And right after Saturday Night at the Oldies, I forgot about this. When Saturday Night Live at the Oldies ended, the next day I'm sitting at Kentucky Fried Chicken at the corner of Kaiser and Oak in Scranton. And I get a call, which I didn't know, and I answer, I answer all phone calls. If you have my number, it's got to be important. From T-102, the big 50,000-watt station in Pottsville, saying, we want you to come down here now. Do you have a non-compete? We want you to do 6 o'clock until midnight instead of 7 o'clock until midnight. Use the same name. Do the same interview. I went uh, for a year to T-102 in Pottsville from 6 o'clock. I was never off the year longer than a month. What did you have in your hand when you got that call, a thigh or a chicken? No, I had the the, uh, breast. No, it was was a sandwich. It was on Hawaiian bread. It was uh, was, uh, the the, the double down. Double Double down. down. So So I went down there. You did this. When is this? A few years ago? 13 and 14, a few years ago. So you're a big Pottsville guy. Yeah. And what, that didn't work I drove that every night. It was too far. Too far. Too far. Hour and a half. So I got in with the gas industry, the Marcella Shale Gas. They called me and wanted to know if I wanted to work in the gas, the shale fracking industry. I said, well, first of all, I'm an aerospace engineer, aeronautical engineer. I'm not a petrochemical. He said, well, engineering is engineering. I said, well, no, engineering is not That's engineering. That's what I was going to say. That's very no, insulting. Yeah, really is. I was insulted by that, but yeah. I took the job. So they, Only us they, science guys would know that. Exactly. <laughs> but I got in with all the fracking and worked with the Lindy Corporation in Pittston Township And now the numbers get fat in your paycheck again. They're huge numbers, and there was a huge, <laughs> there was a huge price. You drive sometimes two hours to North in Susquehanna County in Montrose and then you'd put in a 10 hour day and you had a 2 hour drive back and then they would call you late in the day and say you know what uh, we're running late today we're going to bring out the portable generator light plants and work until 9 tonight and then I wouldn't get home till 11 and you're back up at 3 in the morning so that that's was very difficult work that I did that for, well wait here as one door closes another one opens they started this Marcella Shale Radio show. Crisis equals opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely crisis. So they started this radio show. So they started the show on 94.3 FM, The Talker, which is still on. I just came right now from recording tomorrow's show today. And 
They wanted me as the science guy, engineering-wise, on the show. Kevin Lynn, my dear friend of 41 years, who I worked with as the sports guy at WBRE. He's going to be one of my guests in coming weeks. How about that? Great guy. Tell him, tell him that I mentioned him. He was, he was the host, along with the VP of Cabot Oil and Gas, one of the big frackers in Susquehanna County in the Watch area. Watch your big mouth. Oh, no, frackers. I said, you know. So, so he's the co-host. So I come on as a science guest, and because oh. Kevin Lynn was so yeah, politically but, but. charged, Kevin Lynn was so politically charged on the show, he turned a science and engineering show, a STEM show, into like a political talk show. So and they got worked. rid of Kevin, and they brought, they made me the full-time uh, host. And I said, don't you ever, ever do that again. Luckily, I know this man oh, you didn't forever. Know? Oh, no. No. They, they asked me if I, they made yeah, me from sh- the, a guest to a host. And, and no, don't but, ever do that again. I didn't need the money. I didn't right. want to do the show. I don't know that much about know that And either. he didn't either. And I didn't know that much about but, petrochemical. I'm really not interested in it. Now, seven years into the show, I am interested. But, Rusty, but could you imagine doing that to me, to make me look like the bad guy yeah, that I undermined well, this man who brought be honest, a guest, Joe. Come on. Maybe they so, didn't do it on purpose. I don't know. Oh no, they did it on purpose. Okay, they were evil like Gerald, but 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 the, great, but genius. But once again, not the management's opinion on this station. That's mine. <laughs> Go okay, ahead. No. Go ahead, Joe. But but did did, did did you have to admit? Who knows of this? There's not many people listening to that. I'm just no offense. Well, you and, need to be out there. And more. untaken. It's a niche show. Yeah. Nonetheless, all the fracking markets all over from Pittsburgh. We get, we get another station joins us in a couple of weeks from Williamsport. We're on Gem 104, WWSM 1510 AM, Lancaster, Lebanon, the capital city region. We're on all these stations where fracking is big. It, it, it's a niche show. I Would gotcha. I listen to the show? Probably not. I don't listen to the show and I do it. But I mean, still. <laughs> well, I have a feeling the story of Rusty Fender is nowhere near over. Nah, you are six. We're 60, only in 1990. What are you, 60? How long is this? You I could, need two more hours. You could start, you could. You can retire, you can get Social Security, you can get I Medicare can. soon. I can. And you can just can. you could just stay home and bite your toenails but like Don I, Jacobs. Right, but Don you're not, Jacobs. But you're I not going to do I, that. No, I could count. I could count Charlie McBride and how many things she's allergic to, which yeah. I think the only thing the poor girl can have is air. So but I mean, saying, I can do. All, I can get a job here and wait for more cabbage. But to, you're to saying what? I will not. You're just gonna my keep last going. day will be the last day that I live on this earth. I you, will never retire. Gosh, Never. That's what I like about you're, some, you're out there. Although sometimes when there's a nine-mile traffic jam at the George Washington Bridge, and I'm at the back of that, and it's like there's somebody broken yeah, down Yeah, I can up imagine ahead. going to the city when? Every? Well, every day. Five days a week. No, you're Yes, not. I do. I start either at That's 3 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, it does. You are a machine. I am a machine. You are like? Five days a week, Joe. 1,573 miles a week on my car, but uh, who's counting? But yeah. Absolutely. Every single day, $15 of the bridge or the Holland Tunnel or the Lincoln Tunnel. And then luckily I have press plates on my car, so I park in the Fox you News press zone. If are, not, it'd be, are pin, I am driven, you Joe. You are a pinball machine from 1976 with bumpers and lights all over. Let me tell you, all, in all honesty, I've never done things the easy way, and I'm not looking for an easy way out. I could have stayed probably with PennDOT forever in a, in a great job with really nice people that I met. And you know what? It, it, the easy way is not I'm, – I'm not an easy way out guy. I want to do something that challenges me to go back after having controlled satellites in probably like 15, 16, 17 years to go back and take over again and, and fly these spacecrafts and manage you, the – You know, you I mean, know that's very inspirational job. to a lot of folks, and I think it's well, a great it's message. A, it's, a, it's a high-tech job, Joe, and you can't do that, unfortunately, in music. Two things I want to say. Would you consider doing uh, – I think a lot of people would listen to your podcast. There are not, no money there. I no, really don't have time. the time for that. 
it would have to be like an, a commercial over-the-air station, I think. And if they wanted to podcast the content on the side, then I would be interested for that. Okay. But, but not at the moment. Because then you're I, in I charge, I work seven man. days a week now. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I'm no time in charge. Off. But The know. final thing. I'm going to step away from this microphone. We've been doing this about an hour. This is going to end. But would you do me a favor? Sure. Would you end this with the rusty fender that we all remember. Sure. I don't know somehow you're going to do it. You're going to tie in a song, a lyric, a thought, a process. You're going to take this thing and you're going to end it and I'm stepping out of here. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll say this. Hey, that's a wrap, folks, for this week. We thank you all for listening here on Saturday Night Live with the only Shadow Steel saying, Barbara, put the coffee on, baby. I'm coming home. We'll see you next week right back here as we kick 50,000 watts of power off the tower every single hour. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Happy trails. Joe, thank you. And thank you for all you do for this station. Thank you for all you do for this area. Sean, thank you for all you did for this podcast. You are an inspiration to the area here, not only for St. Joe's and, and for what you do. Your charity, I said, is the most noble thing ever. Keep the fire burning. Keep a light on in the window. And don't forget me. Have Ariel me back. Speedwagon lyric. I Absolutely. love it. See you, brother. Yeah, tap Good stuff. Thanks, Joe. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. Oh my goodness, I love it! Did you like that? Was that good? <laughs> <laughs>